is America's game. Now, 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 stop coming is everything to change. The change. That walk to make you open your brain. Open your brain. Eric Vanek is here, so remember the name. Remember the name. Hey, hey. He got the waiver wire for the week. Tell you who to start and who to give a seat. Dropping the podcast every week. You know the knowledge is elite. After the show, we gon' hold a Lombardi. Celebrating like we throwing a party. This the blueprint and I know they gon' copy. Cause my intros always go to hottest. Cause this is America's game. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to America's Game, episode number 25. I am your host, Eric Vanek. You can follow me on Twitter, at Eric Vanek NFL. And this week, I am joined by my co-host, Adam. Adam, what's going on, man? What's going on, Eric? America's Game, man. That that intro gets me in the, in the mood to do America's Game every single time, listening or being a co-host, man. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good to have you. Uh, was a little sad weekend for me and you as Browns fans as we watched um, CJ Stroud just fucking pound us into oblivion. Yep. Uh, but he's a real fucking deal, man. He is. I think, uh, you know, it would have been nice to get a W and all that, but in, in a way, it was nice to see that we can kind of put the – there's a reason Joe Flacco was retired, and, you know, I, I love the guy still. It's still awesome to see, but, um, you know – put the ball in harm's way a couple times and before you know it, the game's over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He did that during the regular season too. I mean, like, yeah, he had led the league in touchdown passes in that time and all that. He also <laughs> led in interceptions too. So exactly. Um, our defense just bailed us out in those, a lot of those games, like the bears game and uh, a couple other games too, but they just couldn't bail us out against CJ Stroud, man. CJ Stroud was just, uh, Seemed like every pass he threw, man, was just on the money every single time. You know, that big play to Nico Collins. Uh, there's another one. I'm Brevin Jordan, you talking yeah, about? Brevin Jordan one. Brevin Jordan just takes to the hurt, house man. with shitty talk, you know, shitty tackling. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think that was the uh, backbreaker because after that, the floodgates opened. It really did, yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because the narrative uh, in – before the season started, right? When we were getting ready to do some 24 rookie mocks and do some 24 draft picks and stuff. And it, it's funny looking at 23, how CJ Stroud was kind of like, you know, not saying he wasn't a high pick, but he was the clear third cut candidate. And yeah. it, it's just weird when we look back at it, like the reasons it's like, well, yeah, he is highly accurate, but he's not going to have any weapons. And, you know, he's, mm-hmm. are we sure he can do anything with his legs after we saw him do some stuff with his legs versus Georgia? And uh, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but, he has been um, incredible to watch and awesome for our fantasy teams. Yeah. I mean, he made Tank Dell. He made Nico Collins a star. I mean, Nico Collins did stay healthy for a change. Um, he did miss a couple games, but, you know, Nico Collins became a star overnight with that. Tank Dell's, you know, a top 25 wide receiver rookie pick now or, uh, you know, picking startups. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, he made all these guys look pretty good, so. Speaking of guys, uh, Dalton Schultz had a touchdown first the Browns too, and um, Dalton Schultz. I me- I remember when he took the money to go to Houston. You're kind of like, oh man, you're not gonna have Dak anymore, and we'll see if this works out. You got your bag. You know, guy went and has a great quarterback throwing the ball again. So good on D- Dalton Schultz too. Yeah, and he's a free agent. I don't even know if they're gonna keep him um, yeah. at that price tag. So right. we'll see what happens there. The yep. only one who didn't do good for Houston was like Damian Pierce. 
Like he fell off the map completely. Yeah, I was just gonna say the other guy that uh, benefited was Devin Devin Singletary, who had like a career year for himself. And it is interesting that um, you know C.J. Stroud was like the uh, the rising tide for all ships, mm-hmm. but not to your point, not Damian Pierce. You know, yeah. everyone but him. Yeah, and then most of the other games were blowouts, besides for the uh, Detroit and Rams game, which was a great game. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, Kansas City, Miami. I just, I don't think Miami just had a shot in that cold, man. That there's wasn't gonna happen. Tua was not very good, but it's the cold weather, man. Like that team was just not built for cold weather. No, nah. I mean, well, when you're talking about that one, I don't think anybody was shocked when they had to go to KC, and you're looking at that type of a cold day. Let me let me ask you though, because the Lions and the Rams was a great game, but biggest surprise. Um, it's. I would imagine for most people, it's going to be an NF- NFC East specific team. So, right. was it a bigger surprise for you to see the Buccaneers absolutely in those cheeks for the Philadelphia Eagles, or Jordan Love and the Packers to come into Dallas and absolutely lay down? I believe it was forty to sixteen at one point, right? Yeah, something crazy. Um, I think forty-one sixteen. Okay. Give yep. him some credit. That's true. Yeah. Um, don't, don't slide on. I would say my biggest one would be Jordan Love. Okay. Going in there just because the Eagles were so banged up. No AJ Brown. Jalen Hurts' fingers screwed up. Uh, Devontae Smith, you know, he practiced full, but he had missed like the two weeks prior. Um, Julio Jones got hurt in the game. You know, they were just banged up with injuries. So the Bucks smashing them didn't really surprise me. Jordan Love, like I, you know, I talked about this with Scott Connor because me and him did our FFPC playoff challenges together, and we talked about like we thought Green Bay had a shot like to yeah. win this game. It wasn't like we thought, oh, Dallas is just gonna smoke them. And the point spread was seven and a half um, going into the game, and I'm like, I, I took Green Bay with the points each time. So when I when I did my bets, it's a great it's a great pick. <clears throat> yeah, it turned out to be, and then. You know, I, that just didn't shock me that Green Bay went in there and won the game at all. Now, see, and that's the thing. I don't think – I wouldn't have been surprised, let's say, Dallas being Dallas, right? Cowboys going to Cowboy. I, I wouldn't have been surprised to see him lose. I was just, I was surprised to see, though, the Packers from basically start to finish just dominate that game. That was the right. biggest thing to me that was so It reminded me it. a lot of the Thanksgiving game against yeah, Detroit. Everyone thought, much. oh, Detroit's going to smoke Green Bay. It's on Thanksgiving. Detroit always plays good on Thanksgiving. And Jordan Love just – they <laughs> I think they went up like 21 nothing in the Thanksgiving game too or something crazy like that. Yeah, they uh, did. Jordan Love was dealing. And it was on the road in a big game. I'm like, man, Jordan Love's been here before. He's done it. Well, what's crazy, though, is like at that point, I remember the the game that he played first versus the Lions early in the year. He really played. He really, really struggled in that game. So right. like going into Thanksgiving, you're kind of like the Lions had their number last game. But Jordan Love came and balled. We have seen Jordan Love play tremendously different. This, I'd say the last like uh, two thirds of the season, he's been yeah. he's been tremendous and he's yeah. a totally different quarterback. But man, that that ass whooping they gave the Cowboys to me was probably the biggest surprise. Um, I, I was surprised to see the Eagles get completely stomped like to that degree but i definitely could have seen you know in tampa them losing that game yeah for sure um yeah i was <laughs> that one was uh pretty exciting to me we'll, we'll talk about the rams and lions real quick man that was a great game just back Absolutely. and forth back and forth um i thought the rams would win but i i took them with the three points so i did win on that regard but uh lions they were uh, able to do just enough to win 
Uh, Puka Nakua, man. Holy stud. shit. Stud. Absolute stud. Like Speaking of that, my, Eric, um, the last play of the game for the Rams, anyway, right? The, they threw the ball to Puka. It looked like he kind of was draped all over. Did you think it was a good no call, or do you think they they, they should have called that one? Um, I don't remember it off the top of my head. I'd have to go back and watch Third it. down, they um, they threw it across. It was like a post route. <clears throat> kind of had a guy, a defender draped on him, and then as he was coming down, he couldn't get his hands all the way up yeah. and then got kind of hit second. On the helmet there on the was a down. lot of questionable calls this weekend in games. Like I remember, Cleveland got screwed on a couple. For sure. Uh, Luckily, it didn't matter, so we didn't even have to yeah, worry about it, right? Um, there, yeah, there was some questionable calls this weekend, like there always is. But uh, yeah, I mean, I that that Lions Rams game was just uh, was fun, man. It was, mean, aw- it was awesome to watch. Yeah, Puka and Amon Ra are top seven, eight wide receivers in Dynasty. Absolutely easy. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, I just did, redid my ranks, Eric. I'm curious to see where where you have them. Let's see how close or how far we are apart on this one. Yeah, I redid my rankings uh, as well, so we can pull it up real quick and take a look. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's see let's see how close or how far we are on this. So, all right, on <clears throat> wide receivers here. So, I have Puka at seven. You have him at six. There you go. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I got so I got uh, AJ Brown at seven. I have Puka at six, Tyreek at five, Amon Ra at four, but that whole thing is tier two for me, right? So right, yeah, uh, that's very... how I am. I I'm pretty much tier two. Well, actually, I I have um, I have my tiers a little different. I have my tiers as Chase, Jefferson, Lamb. Uh, then I oh, no, one. no, I, I do have it as as that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, okay. Yeah. 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 I, I was reading it wrong. Yeah, those first three for me, Chase, uh, Lamb, and Jefferson. So I have it in the opposite. I have I have it as Jefferson one, Lamb two, Jamar Chase three, in that and then it's all tier one. Then Amon Ra, Tyreek, Puka, AJ Brown, all tier two. Yeah, I have it. Chase, Jefferson, Lamb is my tier one. Uh Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, AJ Brown, Puka, Tyreek is my tier two. <clears throat> mm, okay. I put Garrett Wilson as the start of my tier three. Let me ask you then on Garrett Wilson. I see you're rocking the Rodgers jersey. Is that part of why you keep him in tier two? Is, is it quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, he's going to have a better quarterback coming this year. Um, he's going to, I mean, look at the numbers he put up, you know, where uh, without Aaron Rodgers this year. I Correct. Mean, it was fucking amazing. And the tar- the targets were coming in hot and heavy. Um, the the stats week to week were not necessarily as, as consistent, but if you look at the targets and what he was earning um, mm-hmm. and still having plenty of games where he's got, you know, 90, he, he 100, had, 90, 80, 108. Yeah, his his uh, PPR ranks weren't like he was in the 20s, but 168 <clears throat> targets, 95 catches, 1,042 yards, only the three touchdowns because that offense was so inept. But, man, Garrett Wilson, like, just some of his catches he was making with shitty quarterbacks and the way he plays, man, he's a star. He just needs a good quarterback, and getting Aaron Rodgers next year should be good. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets actually do go out and get Devontae Adams, too, and then you're going to have Wilson and Adams? Fuck. That would be crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see that, too. For, for me, I guess the reason I have him in Tier 3 and Tier 2 would be, uh, like, Garrett Wilson, I think, has all the tools and traits as an Ohio State guy. Like, just I love his game, but I've seen it from the guys in tier two. It's the only reason I differentiate. Right, but right. Um, I get I get the projection for sure. I mean, Garrett Wilson has put up 
you know, probably better numbers than Olave, Waddle, Ayuk, all these guys. Like, it's not that far off. So no, no, I, I'm not I, saying it's I, far I off. Him, yeah, I mean, I throw them in. I throw them in tier two with these guys with AJ Brown and Puka and all that. I could maybe get behind moving Puka above AJ Brown. Yeah, I have. I actually, that's what I have right now because of the age. Um, I have Puka at six and AJ Brown at seven. I can't. I can't get behind. Like I've seen, keep trade cut has Tyreek at like nine. I can't get him out of tier two. I don't understand it. I understand. No, yeah, he's at the very bottom of my tier two, but he's still a a phenomenal player, man. The dude's putting up seventeen hundred yards. You got to have that guy. Yeah, no doubt. What What was really cool about the um, in the playoff game too? The point you're making, right? We saw Amonra seven for one ten. We saw uh, obviously Puka nine for one eighty one and a touchdown, breaking uh, DK Metcalf's record. What What I really liked about Puka this year was he he left no doubt really i mean you could argue the total yards because of the extra game like that one was uh, the the extra game was what did it for him right but um he he broke reception record of jalen waddle he broke the the yard record um he had the nfl record he had um most receptions in a game for a rookie at 15 like he basically shattered all the rookie records not all of them but almost all of them a large degree of uh, the rookie record so he really left no doubt this year and then in the playoff game, literally almost put this team on his back, man. Like, you look at the yeah, offensive like, production, it was all him. Yeah, like, I was like, hey, you guys know you have Cooper Cup, right? Like, they, like, uh, hardly. Yeah, like, he just didn't do anything. They, like, they're not targeting him at all like they used to. Like, I'm like, man, you got both of these guys. Use them. I don't know if it's just Cup is just not the same from that ankle injury he's had all season. Maybe that's, Maybe that's what it is. It's just still bothering him, and he's not the same. Yeah, which I'm gonna probably lean towards. That's probably what it was. Also, he's you know older player now, so yeah. Um, but yeah, Puka was just special this year, absolutely special. Yeah, it was. Um, it would have been nice to see, uh, you know, for Sam Laporta, who still had a touchdown, but he's he's right. still dealing with that injury. And that Sam Laporta breaking the the rookie records for the tight end position on this team too. So right uh this 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 game was really awesome to watch it, it there were so many blowouts this week eric that this game was a fun one to watch and see the rams and the lions go battle like that right who do you got um this week who who are you gonna who's making the championship games <clears throat> yeah i think uh listen as, as as good as the packers have been um and as much as jordan love has been a awesome story this year uh i just think the niners are a different breed I personally really want to see the Niners play the Ravens um, in the Super Bowl. So I think that's okay. like the best game. So that's what I'm hoping will end up happening. I think the Ravens are going to beat the Texans. I think the Niners are going to beat the Packers. Um, I think the Lions will end up beating the Bucks, And then I'm going to say that this time, finally, the Bills take out the Chiefs. Okay, so you're going to have Bills, Ravens, and Niners, and Lions. Correct. Yeah. <clears throat> that's probably where I'm leaning to. Um, give all the home teams basically the wins there. Yeah. Um, uh, it's going to be tough to win any other place. I would say if I could see one upset, it would probably be the chiefs over the bills. I could, I could see that, you know, those teams have played so many times. They know each other. Definitely. Um, the one, I mean, we, we've seen Lamar win playoff games, but Lamar has had, some bad playoff games too, man. So no doubt, Lamar's. I think he's won one playoff game, right? Yeah, I think it's only one. He beat the Titans that one year. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, so I think he needs to get over that hump too. He needs to get that big win, and obviously get in the AFC Championship game. Hopefully, he can win that one too. 
Not saying Lamar's a bad player. I love love the guy. He's fourth in my quarterback ranks, but mm-hmm. gotta see him win the big games, man. I, yeah. I you know he's still a really good player and all that. He's just got to get over that hump finally, and he's got the team to do it this year. They're they're a complete team, so I think they'll be able to get it done. Yeah, I think that the defense in particular is really really good for this Ravens team. They've been playing right. well, uh, despite not having Andrews. Offense has been humming. Um, I, I think they're they're built to at least win this game. Um, the Texans are I think the Texans are not are going to come to play. I don't think it's going to be one they walk away from easily. But yeah, I think I, they I think played earlier in the season. It was Stroud one of Stroud's like first two or three games of the season, and um, I think they only put up like nine points. He struggled. Uh, they're going to see a different C.J. Stroud this time. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, I, C.J. Stroud is playing a lot more like a veteran than a rookie uh, right yeah. now. So it'll be it'll be fun to watch that one. Yeah. I think I think all four games should be really good. I don't I don't see any blowouts. Um, should be closer games. Yeah, actually, that was the first game of the year, by the way. The um the Ravens. Oh, it was first game of the year. Okay. <clears throat> and and Stroud was he was okay, but the offense as a whole just didn't do much. Twenty five to nine. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew they only put up like nine points. So, all right. Um. So on this week's episode, what me and Adam are going to do? There was two mock drafts, uh, that came out this week. One from Dane Brugler of the Athletic. And one from Shane Hallam of NFL Draft Countdown. Uh, Shane actually did a seven-round mock. Props to you, Shane, uh, to do a seven-round mock uh, in January. <laughs> built, so props built different, to you. man. Built yeah, different, right? Very built different. So props to him on that. Um, we'll post links to each draft um, on the uh, tweet for this uh, for in the uh, description as well. So if you guys want to go and look at their uh, mock drafts, check them out, give them some love, follow them on Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, you can go ahead and do that. So we're going to use those two today. Which one do you want to do first? Do you want to do Dane's or you want to do Shane's? Let's start Let's start uh, with Dane's and then we'll get into okay. Shane's second. How about, how about that? Sure. So um, I'll go through the uh, the mock draft here. We're only going obviously doing offensive players for fantasy football. Uh, since Dane Brugler only did a two-round mock, uh, there was only enough players to do like 16 picks or so there's 20 players total so we're going to do 16 uh not a full two round mock but pretty close enough uh so yeah just going to go through it here real quick uh number one overall chicago bears select caleb williams number two the washington Commanders selected drake may uh number three the patriots selected marvin harrison jr number four the cardinals selected malik neighbors from lsu Number five, the Chargers took Brock Bowers, tight end from Georgia. The Giants took Roma Dunze, wide receiver of Washington. Uh, Atlanta, number eight, took Jaden Daniels, quarterback from LSU. Ooh, that would be spicy right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go down here a little bit. Brian Thomas Jr. was the next one. Number 17 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. A little T-ball uh, help. Yep, number 19, J.J. McCarthy to the L.A. Rams. And number 29, Keon Coleman, wide receiver from Florida State to Buffalo. And then in round two, Adane Mitchell, wide receiver to Carolina. Number 34 was Bo Nix to New England to pair up with Marvin Harrison Jr. Number 43 was Jalen Polk from Washington going to Atlanta. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. going to Las Vegas at pick 44. Pick 49, Lad McConkey to Cincinnati. Pick 54 was the Cleveland Browns. They took Troy Franklin, a wide receiver from Oregon. Uh, 
56, Jonathan Brooks running back from Dallas or uh, going to Dallas from Texas. Yep. Xavier Worthy, another Texas product, going to Tampa Bay at pick 57. Malachi Corley, uh, pick 59 to Houston, from Houston, uh, going to Houston, I'm sorry. Uh, and then number pick 60 was Jatavian Sanders, another Texas guy, going to Kansas City. Ooh. So, yeah, pretty um, interesting picks here. So, uh, with you being the guest, sir, we're going to do a super flex mock tight end premium 1.5 start one, you know, just kind of a normal, normal PPR type draft. I'll let you uh, have the first pick and we'll just alternate. All right, man. I, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is just unbelievable, right? And there's not much that you could do to really change that for me. Uh, if there was a tiebreaker that I don't want to see happen, it would be this, where he goes to New England. Um, so without having a specific team in mind, like that I'm drafting for needs or anything, just in draft picks, I'm going to go ahead and take Caleb Williams, number one, uh, going to the Chicago Bears. I'll just take it right away. All right, so we got Caleb Williams, Chicago Bears draft pick going number one to Adam. So pick two here for me. I think with the weapons that he is going to have with Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson, and a super flex draft, I think I would be comfortable taking Jaden Daniels in the dome with all those weapons at number two. So give me Jaden Daniels to Atlanta. I like it. I like it. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, Anthony Richardson a little bit where, you know, he's got just some weapons there. He's got Jonathan Taylor. He's got Pittman. Yeah. He's, I mean, it wasn't the first quarterback taken in the draft or second quarterback taken in the draft, but hey, he's still going to produce in fantasy. Yeah. I mean, you, you give a guy like Jaden Daniels all those weapons and that offense, uh, absolutely exciting um and this is why i'd say caleb williams won because all of a sudden now at three um marvin harrison jr i think swept the easy one for me here um even in new england i i i could see him just being a monster with no other options there all right so number three marvin harrison jr going to uh new england is the third pick um, in a super flex draft, I think I just take the next guy, Drake May, number two overall pick to Washington. Um, in a super flex draft, I think I would just be comfortable with that. It's not Either like he way. doesn't have weapons, too, man. He's going to have McLaurin. He's going to have Jahan Dotson still. Yeah. Um, they got Brian Robinson, who really showed off in the receiving game later in the year. Uh, and I would assume that they're going to draft him some more weapons. They need to really fix that offensive line because you can't have Drake May getting killed like Sam Howell did with the most sacks given up in the league. Yeah, so no they doubt. really, really got to address that offensive line. That's got to be one of their big key issues after fixing the quarterback spot. They got to get that offensive line right so Drake May doesn't get killed. But man, Drake May with Terry McLaurin and the hot, uh, Jahan Dotson, I I like those combos, man. That's a great um, setup for Drake May to start. You know, you're not worried about. You know, oh, he doesn't have weapons to throw to. Well, you know, McLaurin and, and Drake May or uh, John Dotson can play in this league. So, I yeah, like that. yeah, I, Drake May is not void of talent there. Uh, right. At, and that, at the four spot, you got to love that, man. Number two quarterback overall <clears throat> going to an offense. And I think this is talent. how most of our drafts are going to end up with these four players, probably in, in some <laughs> form or fashion. Definitely that way. And that that's what makes, I think, for me, um, the, the fifth pick overall, 105, is um, pretty easily, like, 
you you can make a case right now that the top three picks are different, but I I could also just as easily right now make the case that the top five picks are different. If Jalen if Jalen Daniels uh, Jaden Daniels is going to get this type of draft capital, because now at five I'm 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 going to love getting at one hundred five Malik Neighbors going mm-hmm. to Arizona uh, would be crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like from what Dane is saying here that it. What no matter what the Arizona is going to go receiver that either Marvin Harrison Jr. if they get him or they're if he goes before them they're going to take neighbors or Dunze whoever they like. Um, sounds like Arizona is going to get a receiver for Kyler Murray and getting Malik Neighbors to go with you know the rest of their team. I like that. I do too. Now I think really the draft really starts here now, right? Um, as far as mm-hmm. what what you're going to do. So I'm curious, Eric, what do you do at the 106 now? I think. Um, you know, even with the tight end premium and all that, I don't think I would go Brock Bowers here. Uh, not yet. I think I'm gonna go Roma Dunze, who I really, really like. Uh, he's going sixth, um, sixth overall to the Giants. They really need a wide receiver. Roma Dunze could do everything. Um, he might not put up like statistics like Neighbors and Harrison Jr., but I think he's just as good as. Any of those three. Hopefully the Giants get their quarterback situation figured out, but Odunze should come in and be the alpha number one wide receiver right away. So that's why I'm going to take him. Yeah, it makes sense. I I think here, knowing your league and um, what you want to do with your team, like J.J. McCarthy going to the Rams is interesting because uh, he he probably can sit behind Stafford, but there's been injuries where he might come on the field. Um, I, I think as you saw with Jordan Love, it's not necessarily a bad thing to sit for a year. Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. sat for a year. It's not a bad thing to sit for a season. Mm-hmm. While I could make the case there, this is where you have to know your league. If it's a tight end premium that's high enough and that position is one that people fawn over, you've seen people pay up for Kincaid and Laporta and your type of a league. I, I'll say right now that I'm not typically excited to draft a tight end here. But at seven, I think um, knowing most of my leagues, I'll take Brock Bowers with the intention to flip later because I think him going number five overall to a team that needs weapons on offense is huge. And they're going to have to do a total reset this offseason. They're like projected 40-something plus million over the cap. And if they cut Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, that's like $60 million off of their books between those two. So I would expect Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are going to be cut. Uh, they're going to need some guys here for the offense. Gerald Everett's a free agent. I think Parham might be a free agent, too, or exclusive rights free agent. Um, Bowers would come in and, and obviously provide a, a major upgrade there. And I could see Bowers having, I mean, I don't want to say he's going to have a historic Sam Laporta-type season, but if there was a guy that could come in and do the same thing that Sam Laporta just did, it would be Brock Bowers for sure. Yeah, no question. Yeah, there, there's there was some there was some debate, but I think for me, uh, even with this a war of tight end life, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try mm-hmm. to take it and, and flip it later, man. It's just too, I think it's too enticing. Top five overall pick, guy that you can flip mm-hmm. in a lot of leagues, right? Uh, so with my next pick here, yeah, I could see JJ McCarthy and all that. I do like Brian Thomas Jr., good player. Keon Coleman to Buffalo as well. I think I am actually going to lean Keon Coleman here for that Buffalo. Been, that would have been my next pick too, damn it. Okay. With um with Gabe Davis a free agent possibly leaving. We don't know with Stefan Diggs either. Like there you know, there's always drama with Stefan Diggs, it seems like. 
Um, Keon Coleman could definitely come in and be the number two big physical, you know, guy that can go down and get the ball for him. Something different that Buffalo really hasn't had in their offense. So I think this would be a really nice addition to Buffalo. It would be Keon Coleman. Definitely agree. <clears throat> definitely agree. Um, I, I think here is where um, now you have to decide. Brian Thomas Jr. or McCarthy. For me here, um, you know, this isn't really how it works, but knowing that I'll have the, I have the next pick and I like some of the receivers still um, that I can take later, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and lock up uh, J.J. McCarthy. I'm For the record, I'm not really big on McCarthy, the player. Uh, I'm, I don't really see it with him, to be honest. He's a tough evaluation because he's not asked to do much in this system either, right? I think right. It's, that's one of the tough parts. But – First round quarterback, uh, super flex league. I'm going to go ahead and take McCarthy there. Yeah, and you get Sean McVay as your coach, who's been right. really good with quarterbacks. I mean, he's Jared Goff, Matt Stafford. He's turned into superstars. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, you got to you got to love that opportunity. You know, a lot. It reminds me of the Burrow to a Herbert draft, where Herbert was always the third quarterback <laughs> taken. Exactly. Um, obviously, McCarthy would be the fourth quarterback taken here, but still, man, like. Even if he has to wait a year, which he probably would behind Stafford, McCarthy, um, he could really develop there. So you could have a, a really good piece on your hands um, in 2025 for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and sometimes, you know, at, at a certain point, just taking the quarterback value. Um, right. Is especially in super flex on. leagues. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um. Next up, I am going to take uh, the last first round player, and that was Brian Thomas Jr. going to Jacksonville. Um, I'm assuming with this pick, that means Calvin Ridley did not get re-signed. Mm-hmm. So Christian Kirk's still there. You still got Evan Ingram, all that. They're going to need another outside receiver. Brian Thomas is, is another outside receiver that can get it done. He had a great year with Jaden Daniels and LSU. So I'm going to take Brian Thomas Jr. there uh, at pick 10. <clears throat> yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, Man, for me here, th- this next pick becomes a lot tougher. Um, uh-huh. there's, a, there's a couple guys here that I, I could make cases for. And I know, like, Scott's big thing is top 50. If you're not in the top 50, he doesn't care. 54 for me is close enough to top 50. I think we've seen some guys that weren't top 50 matter this year. Um, and I think that the Cleveland Browns, with Amari Cooper getting older, with Elijah Moore not really being the guy that we want uh, him to be, I think Troy Franklin is the guy that makes sense for me um, in an offense okay. that should be moving the ball. I'm going to take Troy Franklin here. Yeah, he could kind of be Watson's new Will Fuller, just a better player than Will Fuller. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and hopefully so, staying more healthy. Right? Yeah, staying more healthy and all that. Um, I do like that pick a lot. <laughs> it's a good fit. Troy Franklin there to Cleveland. Uh, pick 12 here. I am going to take <clears throat> a super flex draft. I'm going to take Michael Penix Jr. going to Las Vegas. Mm. Um, if I'm so, if I'm picking pick twelve, I didn't trade my pick. I'm the league champion. Yep. Um, to get a quarterback like that, that early, I mean, this late in the in the first round here, Michael Penix Jr. who could come in and start for Vegas right away, like. I like Aiden O'Connell and stuff, but um, Penix Jr. is not going to be a pushover to start. It's going to be a legit competition between Aiden O'Connell and Penix Jr. to start there if they don't bring anybody else in. Garoppolo's still under contract, too. Um, 
you know, it's going to be a three-way dogfight there if it's Garoppolo, Aiden O'Connell, and Penix. I would assume Garoppolo gets moved, but um, even still, Penix and Aiden O'Connell, it's going to be a, a dogfight to see who starts, and it wouldn't shock me if it's Penix there. If yeah. they trade Devontae Adams, that kind of sucks for Penix, but he's still going to have Mayer. He's still going to have Jacoby Myers. Hopefully, um, in this draft, they can maybe get him some more pieces or get him some pieces in free agency as well. Um, so, yeah, I would go Penix Jr. here at pick 12. Yeah, it makes sense. It, it's it's uh, It was one I was considering last pick, but um, mm-hmm. I wanted to go ahead and take my shot on Troy Franklin. I, I'll say... This next one to me is where uh, we start to have like this is the 201 with the mm-hmm. mock draft that I'm looking at gets a little tougher. Um, I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest Adonai Mitchell guy. And mm-hmm. so and the, it's Carolina. <laughs> it's Carolina, you know, but I'm going to go ahead and do that at 201. I'm going to go ahead and take Adonai Mitchell going to Carolina. Um, there's a lot of guys here that I kind of like, like I could make definitely make a strong case for maybe taking Xavier Worthy going to Tampa better, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I think Adam Mitchell value wise for me, I can't pass up at two hundred one there. Okay. Um. Let's see. I think in, in a super flex draft, I, I would take a quarterback again. Uh, even though I don't like the player, I'm not a Bo Nix fan at all. But if he goes thirty fourth <laughs> overall to New England, um, he gets Marvin Harrison Jr. as his receiver. He's got Pop Douglas. So he has a couple weapons at least. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson coming back. New offense, new regime. I'll go ahead and take Bo Nix there um, with pick 14. I like it. I like it. Um, The next one here is tough because, like, Jalen Polk going to Atlanta, the the problem I see there is while I love it with Jaden Daniels going there, it's, it's like, man, there's a lot of weapons. There are already a lot of mouths to feed. But a receiver, there's only Drake London, and that's it. Yeah, but Kyle Pitts, you kind of assume, is going to be getting targets. You would hope. Oh, yeah, but Eamon still, he's going to be the second receiver in in the offense. He'd be the second receiver, but you got to, is he going to outcatch? He's what I'm going to take at 15, by the way. But is he going to outcatch, you know, is he going to get as many targets as probably even Bijan Robinson? Is he going to have in the target range of Kyle Mm -hmm. Pitts and any offense that has an offensive? quarterback which is going to run as much as Jaden daniels possibly will mm-hmm. that fourth that fourth mouth tends to be not necessarily as sure of a, a surefire of a thing so right that's kind of i guess while the offense i hope is uh is humming and gives a lot of opportunities that's where it's a little tougher for me to p- take in there but that's what i'm gonna do at 203 okay and my final pick of the mock draft here pick 16 i'm gonna take jonathan brooks the running back from texas going to dallas and i found an interesting little nugget in here that i want to read from dane brugler about this pick so let me pull it up here real quick okay here it is uh this pick makes too much sense with tony pollard a pending free agent Running back could be a need for Dallas, and even though Brooks tore his ACL in November, the Cowboys have never shied away from taking risks, especially in the second round. Brooks was expected to be the RB1 before his injury and still has a chance to be the first back off the board. There is another layer here, too. Renowned surgeon Dr. Dan Cooper, the Cowboys' head physician, is the one who performed Brooks' surgery. No other team will have better information on Brooks' recovery. I'm also told that Brooks will be present at the East-West Shrine Bowl game for interviews with NFL teams. So that's huge for me right there. Like The guy who performed the surgery is the head physician for the Cowboys. They're going to have 
all the information they need on Jonathan Brooks, and they're going to be comfortable with their head physician doing the surgery on this guy. This guy was um, having a tremendous year before his injury, and he still might be RB1 in this class. So you give me the RB1 going to Dallas. Um, Tony Pollard could probably walk. Jonathan Brooks might be, you know, part of the committee to start to get, a, you know, recovered from his ACL injury. But yeah. uh, sky would be the limit there for Jonathan Brooks. So I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I, I, I definitely can get behind it. I mean, the, you start getting to the, honestly, probably even the early part of the second here, um, depending on what prospect goes where. If there's an opportunity for, I think, work right away for that running back, uh, I, I can see it in this part of the second round, no doubt. Right. And then, you know, we have Jatavian Sanders that didn't go. He went to Kansas City. Yeah, that one uh, that one that one's spicy. That one is tough to lay off of. If we were to keep going here, I mean Eric, I, I'd probably I, be the next pick. I was gonna say I'd probably take him at two oh five, but uh yeah. you know, uh, I just I, I couldn't take ahead of those receivers that had pretty high draft capital and situations that I can right. see. And then Tampa Bay, they have Evans and Godwin are both free agents this offseason. So if they both left, and you knew that before the rookie draft, obviously, I think Worthy would go <laughs> higher than we haven't picked him yet. But I think Worthy would go. You'd probably take him over Adonai Mitchell for sure. Yeah. I mean, Xavier Worthy for me, if, if I would say if even one of them. So let's say they retained Godwin and let Evans walk or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I, I think Xavier Worthy's already like. I'd probably swap them ahead of either Adnan Mitchell or Jalen Polk for sure. Right. Um, all right. So that is it for the Dame Brugler mock. Um, we're going to switch over to Shane Hallam's mock of draftcountdown.com. Uh, like I said, he did a seven round mock. I'm not going to go through all seven rounds here, but I have the first four rounds and me and Adam are going to do a full two round mock with the landing spots here for you guys. Uh, picks one to 24. So going to go over the uh, first. Yeah, let's go over the first round here. Uh, Chicago Bears, number one overall, take Caleb Williams. Washington Commanders at two, take Jaden Daniels. Number three, the New England Patriots took Drake May. Number four, the Arizona Cardinals get Marvin Harrison Jr. L.A. Chargers at five, take Malik Neighbors. Then, Then a big drop from... Uh, Brugler's mock who had a bunch of guys at like six and eight and all that. Uh, our next offensive player doesn't go till 14. And that was Brian Thomas jr. The wide receiver from LSU to new Orleans. 15 is where he had Roma Dunze falling the wide receiver from Washington to Indianapolis. 18, the Cincinnati Bengals get Brock Bowers. 28, the Kansas city chiefs get wide receiver, Troy Franklin from Oregon. Uh, Buffalo Bills at 30 took Xavier Worthy, wide receiver from Texas. And that's it for the first round. Second round, pick 33, the Carolina Panthers take Keon Coleman, wide receiver, Florida State. 34, New England Patriots uh, to match up with Drake May, get him Xavier Leggett, wide receiver, South Carolina. New York Giants at 39 get Adane Mitchell, wide receiver from Texas. 40, the Washington Commanders take Jatavian Sanders, tight end from Texas. Minnesota Vikings at 42 take Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback from Washington. Uh, 43, they have the Falcons taking quarterback Bo Nix. 49, the Bengals taking running back Braylon Allen from Wisconsin. 56, Dallas Cowboys taking Lad McConkey, wide receiver, Georgia. Houston Texans uh, take Jonathan Brooks, the running back from Texas. 
And 61, Detroit Lions take Devontae Walker, wide receiver, North Carolina. Third round, uh, 72, the New York Jets take Roman Wilson, the wide receiver from Michigan. 74, Atlanta takes Ricky Purcell, wide receiver, Florida. 76, Denver takes J.J. McCarthy, quarterback from Michigan. 83, Tampa Bay takes Jacob Cowing, wide receiver, Arizona. 85, Pittsburgh Steelers take Jalen Polk, wide receiver, Washington. Arizona Cardinals at 89 take running back Trey Benson from Florida State. Uh, Houston Texans at 90 take Jalen McMillan, uh, wide receiver from Washington. Green Bay Packers at pick 93 take running back Blake Corum from Michigan. 95, Baltimore Ravens take Jalen Wright, running back Tennessee. San Francisco at 99 takes wide receiver Jamare Thrash, wide receiver Louisville. And then the fourth round, 101, the Carolina Panthers took Cade Stover, tight end Ohio State. 105, the Chargers took Bucky Irving, running back from Oregon. 107, the Giants take Michael Pratt, quarterback Tulane. Vikings, 108, take Audric Esteem, hopefully I said that right, running back Notre Dame. 112, the Las Vegas Raiders select Spencer Rattler, quarterback South Carolina. 114, the Jags take Jerry Rice's kid, Brendan Rice, wide receiver from USC. 119, Tampa Bay takes Marshawn Lloyd, running back from USC. 122, Denver takes Malik Washington, wide receiver Virginia. 126, Houston takes tight end Jaheim Bell from Florida State. 131, the 49ers take Will Shipley, running back Clemson. And 132, the Baltimore Ravens select Johnny Wilson, wide receiver, Florida State. All right, so Adam, I'm going to give you uh, the honors again, man, for this draft. So go ahead, pick number one. Who are you taking? So, so gracious, giving me the honors again. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, this time, um, to spice it up a little bit, with Marvin Harrison going to the Cardinals, I'm in. I want Marv. Give me Marv, man. Wow, number one overall in a super flex. Yep. Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm, a, I'm assuming full PPR, you know, but. Yeah, full PPR. Um, Give me Marv, man. Give me Marv. Okay. I think that's a little crazy. That would never happen, but. I don't want to say never happen, but. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think uh, super flex, you just got to take the quarterback, <clears throat> especially with three of them getting first, second, third. I just. I guess it depends on your team. Like, if you have a team with, I don't know, Mahomes and Herbert, I guess you really don't need the the quarterback, so I get it. Um, yeah. You're just going to have more trade value there with Caleb, but I think Marvin, like, he's going to have trade value too. So yeah, I the, guess the, it just depends on your team, I guess. Don't, don't get me wrong. You're going to see, I think, that the the quarterbacks have, you know, it's, in a 12-team Superflex League, there's plenty of scarcity and problems with the quarterback position. I'm not saying I don't want Caleb. I'm not saying I don't want these guys, but I, I think Marv already – is going to be in the range of that first tier. When we talked about our rankings earlier, I think Marv already is going to be slotted in value-wise with the Chases and the CDs and the Jeffersons, which is going to be mm. stupid value. The receivers are a position that everybody wants. Okay. Um, at pick two, I run to the podium. I just take Caleb Williams there. If you're going to pass on him at one, I'll go ahead and take Caleb Williams at number two. Makes sense. Number three, uh, who you got? Yeah, I'm gonna take um, I'm gonna take Jaden Daniels here, tiebreaker of the um, landing spot for me. I think I'll take Jaden um, at the third spot here. 
I mean, I think um, if Jaden Daniels does go this high, like it does, like even if he went eight to Atlanta, like he did in our other draft, like his rushing ability over Drake. I mean, Drake May can rush the ball. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying he can't, but Jaden Daniels has like. Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields type rushing ability where he could put up that many type of yards. Yep. So in fantasy, I think personally, I am going to have Jaden Daniels higher than Drake may. Um, if he goes this high now, if Jaden Daniels falls to, you know, early round two and Drake may is a top three pick, then I'll probably go Fourth Drake may, sure. but yeah. Jaden Daniels, uh, he's still going to be very valuable just because of his rushing upside. No, no. Uh, super flex. Still gonna stick here with uh, Drake May going number three overall to the New England Patriots. Just gonna take uh, you know that that super flex guy. But you're gonna need him, so I'm gonna take Drake May number four. <clears throat> yeah, I think these top five are gonna shake out to be any type of order of this yeah. these five pretty easily um, with yep. mock drafts looking like this. I would have definitely taken May there at four. I'll take five here pretty easily. Malik Neighbors going top five to the Chargers. Um, yeah. One, one thing yeah. about this draft is crazy. Top five picks, all fantasy. You know, yeah. we, we love for dynasty, right? Yeah. And then like Brugler's, I think it was the top five or six. Yeah. Um, something crazy like that, too. You know, he's he had all the receivers there. Bowers was in there. So it's yep. going to be kind of uh, crazy to see if Bowers does go top five like that. I mean, I know he's super talented, but uh, you just don't see many tight ends go that high. So, yeah. Hasn't been pricing like, you know, Pitts getting that high, right? Well, yeah, we'll talk about it in future episodes, but, man, like the tight end position, like the rookies the last two or three years have just been outstanding. Like maybe we're on to something where tight ends, like, can come into the NFL and start producing right away now. So I don't know. Something mm-hmm. crazy. Um, So I am up here now at pick six. I think I am going to... I'm going to stick with what I did in the last draft just because I think he's in a tier. There's Marvin Harrison Jr. And then, like, the 1B tier is Neighbors and Odunze together. I think they're both outstanding. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and take Rome Odunze here going uh, 15 to the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. Um, I think, obviously, they're going to re-sign Pittman. They have to give Pittman whatever the hell he wants. That guy is special. Um, and then pairing up Odunze there with Richardson. Uh, you got Josh Downs as well there. They're going to have a pretty potent offense there if this were to happen. So give me Roma Odunze to the Colts at 15. Yeah, that one's pretty nice. I, I think uh, that would not be ideal for Joshua Downs. Um, so that would also be really good for Anthony Richardson. Um, we wanted to stay healthy. Yep. I, I think for me um, here, I mean, you're looking at right now, you've got the landing spot of perfection with Brock Powers going to Cincy. You've got Troy Franklin going to KC with pairing him with Rasheed Rice. Um, I don't think, though, I know the quarterback situation is a little different. Top 15 overall and Brian Thomas Jr. going to the Saints. I don't think at seven I could pass up on that, man. I'm going to take Brian Thomas Jr. here. Okay. I could see. I could see that, too. He should come in and be – you know, at least the wide receiver two behind Olave there. Michael Thomas probably should be gone, hopefully. Like, that guy's just a headache and a half. So, hopefully he's gone on to New Orleans. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I do like this pick. I don't know if I would have done that, uh, but he would have definitely been in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to do then, Brock Bowers? 
Yeah, I think in, I think in this spot, I am going to go ahead and take Brock Bowers um, paired up with Joe Burrow. You know, I think uh, that I think that that's probably where I would have went at seven. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely like Bowers in this landing spot, but a couple of these other receivers are good landing spots too. So we'll see what you do. Yeah, and I mean, with with Brock Bowers, I think last draft with with Bruglers, for example, there and wasn't was like a re- five. there wasn't like a receiver in this range that also. Um, was going to take away a top five tight end where I like him going to Cincy. Don't get don't get me wrong, but mm. overall the tight end position is one I'm going to pass on if I feel like this opportunity for the wide receiver is really really good. So right. kind of the difference in the two mocks for me here. Um, and then with you taking Brock Bowers there for me makes the next pick um, Troy Franklin going to KC going to be what I'll take. Right. Uh, you just see with with Kelsey starting to trend the wrong way with Rasheed Rice opportunity starting to really skyrocket. I see Troy Franklin being an option that Patrick Mahomes really, really needs in this offense. Yeah, he needs it desperately. Um, I feel bad for the guy with with MVS and Justin Watson and these guys out there. Kadarius Tony <laughs> wasn't even active last week. Like, other than Rasheed Rice and Kelsey and Pacheco, like they got nothing. So and they you, got it. They get him some weapons. I'll just always see that unbelievable pass he put right on the numbers of MVS. Right. For that touchdown, then he drops. <laughs> right. Um, so with my pick here, I think I am going to take the last wide receiver of the first round, Xavier Worthy going to Buffalo. Um, great landing spot with with uh, Josh Allen, my quarterback one in Dynasty. So I don't think I can go wrong there. I think Franklin and Worthy, you could uh, – Pick pick your guy that you want there, which whichever sure. one you like better, because they're probably pretty similar. So yeah, sure, I I like both those guys. <clears throat> if you would have told me you prefer Worthy going to Buffalo, I'm not really going to fight you. I just think yeah. there's opportunity in Casey that's clear as day to take. That's why I took it. Um, it, for me, it, you know, the next um several picks here, you could probably make a case for guys. I'm just going to take Keon Coleman. I like the prospect of Keon Coleman. I know that um in Carolina, there's a lot of question marks but i think one of the biggest question marks is receiver and i think that keon coleman has the opportunity to be the alpha in this offense so i'm going to take him keon coleman to pick 11 uh carolina panthers at pick 33 i like that pick for him uh, it should be a good spot for them just because charks a free agent Thielen is dust mingo didn't really pop off like i thought he would so yep. keon coleman has a shot to come in be the alpha number one <laughs> wide receiver there for carolina so i like yep. the pick um my pick here Ooh, tough picks here um I think I'm going to go ahead and take Michael Penix Jr. at pick 12 here like I did in the last draft. Uh, Going to Minnesota at pick 42, another good spot. You're going to have that dude thrown to Jefferson and Addison and Hawkinson when he comes back. Um, Yeah, give me me Michael Penix Jr. there. I like it. Um, I, I, I think at this point here when I'm looking at it, right, I could say to myself, okay, Bo Nix, like if he ends up taking the reins in Atlanta, that could be really special as far as just fantasy I mean, he opportunity. Should. Like, it ain't Heineke and Ritter. So <laughs> right. even I would take Bo Nix over those two. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, for sure. And like I'm not the biggest Bo Nix guy. So I'm right here. I'm basically saying to myself, do I want to take that or do I swing for? We know that running backs 
like you can say when running backs don't matter like mm-hmm. i think the reality is running backs don't matter except for the ones that do right but there's mm-hmm. only a few numbers that does and i think a guy like Braylon allen's talent and ability for the for the red zone that big back in an offense that we project to be good with with you know joe burrow back and with as good as Mixon looked, think about Mixon getting older again, him possibly right. moving on. I think Braylon Allen at the two hundred one going to this landing spot for me is just it makes too much sense. I'm going to take it. Okay, yeah, I mean, imagine that first two picks there for Cincinnati. If you're a Bengals fan, Brock Bowers, Braylon Allen. Oh my gosh, unbelievable, right? I yeah. mean, you might have to call the ambulance there because that erection is going to last longer than four hours. Yeah, Scott Connor's going to be like, you know, the 40-year-old version, calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's going to be ready there for sure. Yep. Uh, all right, my next pick here. I do like the Braylon Allen pick. I think in a super flex, though, I think I would go with Bo Nix. I think he would end up being the starter there, maybe – I, he he would beat out Ritter. Ritter's terrible, so I'm gonna mm. go with uh, with Bo Nix there, second over or second round pick to Atlanta there, pick 43. I think he ends up uh, being the starter there, so I'll go Bo Nix. Yeah, I mean that was it was those two guys for me. Those were the right. whichever way you wanted to take it. So definitely makes sense here. I think now um, the guys left on the board, you can start having your conversation for which ones you want. Right. Um, man. <clears throat> Maybe this is wrong. I don't. I don't even care at this point if it is. I'm. I'm again going to have the same type of argument. I look at what Devin Singletary did. I know that um, Damian Pierce wasn't it. I know that Devin Singletary is a more of a jack. I, I hate to say that, but he's just he's not the greatest of a running back, right? We've seen enough of him. They take a guy like Jonathan Brooks. Um, I think in this offense with C.J. Stroud, that's young, exciting, with opportunities to score. Another running back that could absolutely matter. I'm going to take him. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take tight end Jatavian Sanders in this draft going to Washington that early. Um, he's going to be paired up with Jaden Daniels, give him another, you know, really good weapon to go with McLaurin and Dotson. So Sanders could definitely be like that, that missing piece. And he could have a really big season there with a rookie quarterback. So I'm going to go Jatavian Sanders in a tight end premium 1.5 there. Yeah, definitely one of the guys I was looking at in the next few picks. For me here at 17, um, I'm taking Xavier Leggett. I, I like Xavier Leggett. I think he's a good prospect. I think New England, we saw from uh, Kendrick Bourne, was, you know, there was opportunity within a bad offense, but Kendrick Bourne got hurt pretty late in the year with an ACL. And he's a free agent. Free agent, might not be back. You've got, you know, Pop Douglas, but they need more than just Pop Douglas in that offense. I think I think Xavier Leggett could be very good with a guy like uh, Drake May going there too, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, so my next pick here, I mean, I don't love Adane Mitchell to the Giants. Like, he's kind of like Jalen Hyatt, like, over again. Mm -hmm. McConkie, I like. Um, He could be, like, their new Cole Beasley, (laughs) you know. Not exactly like like Cole Beasley, but uh, play that little slot game, you know, play some outside, too. Um. I was just I I'm, I'm just go... looking at a tweet right here from Cody Carpentier um, saying how McConkie's going to fit in any scheme and all this stuff. I, right, I can definitely yeah. see it. Yeah. Um, Cooks, I believe, is a free agent. They still have Gallup under contract. Gallup didn't really do anything until the playoff game where they, he actually did something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I'm going to go Devontae Walker here to the Lions. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I like I like Devontae's. Uh, 
he came in there for North Carolina after his NCAA stuff that he was dealing with. Uh, is he eligible? Is he not? Uh, but he came in and played really, really well with Drake May there. Put him in there with the Lions. Um, I mean, I know they have Jamison Williams, but Jamison Williams hasn't really hit like they thought he would. So I think they want to get a little more explosive there on offense. Adding Walker to Laporta and Amonrod, Gibbs, Montgomery. Uh, it's a little bit of a luxury pick, but it's it's the right luxury pick. So mm. I'm going to go Devontae's Walker here. Yeah, I like it. I get it. Um, McConkey definitely someone that I would be considering here. Now, so w- with Cooks, for example, it's interesting. Cooks played a lot better in the second half of the year. He is under contract with a potential out, but it would be a $6 million like cap hit if they were to get rid of him. I kind of think they might retain him. I, I think McConkey might be somebody that you draft and – um, has the upside to have that slot role, but maybe takes a little bit of time to come out and develop. I think here at this point, I'll take my shot on Adonai Mitchell. I'm with you. I'm not really loving it, but you know, top four draft capital. We're looking towards the yeah. you know back half of the second round now. I'll take my shot. A team that really needs a wide receiver too. So I I get it for yep. sure. Um, I think here I'm going to talk myself into J.J. McCarthy going to Denver. Interesting. Interesting. Talk to us, man. I'm not like a giant J.J. McCarthy fan. I think think he might go a little bit higher than this in the draft. I don't think he's a first-round pick, but I think early second is probably where he goes. So he falls to the early third in this one. Not saying that can't happen either. Like it very well could because McCarthy just – he doesn't have a lot of tape. Um, But if you get a guy with Sean Payton – they don't. They're probably gonna cut Russell Wilson or trade Russell Wilson, whatever they're gonna do. So they're gonna need somebody there. Um, they're not really in position to draft one of these top quarterbacks in the draft. Um, I could see McCarthy going in there and kind of being a guy that Sean Payton would like. Sean Payton can mold the offense around. Uh, he's smart, accurate with the ball. Uh, can do what Sean Payton wants him to do. So I'm gonna go with McCarthy here. Um, in a super flex league. I like it. Um, I'm looking here right now at Aaron Jones and the Aaron Jones contract basically doesn't, it doesn't really have an out for him. Um, it does say this is essentially the last year on his deal. Yeah. And AJ um, Dillon's a free agent too. AJ Dillon's a free agent. So that's why I'm saying, I think Aaron Jones and Blake Corum for this year, it may be a little more of a one, two punch, but I think Blake Corum, um, with a guy, if you if you believe in Jordan Love and you believe in this offense, taking a step forward, I think Blake Corum, this late into the second, uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, and I, I'm looking at him and what his difference-making potential could be versus a guy like Ladd McConkey. I like Ladd McConkey, but I think like there's you know maybe more like a Hunter Renfro-type ceiling to a Ladd mm-hmm. McConkey, where like Blake Corum, all, all things hit right. I, I, I want to take my shot there because I think that offense in Green Bay, he could end up being a, a hammer. And you are a dick because that's who I wanted was Blake Corum. So Eric's um, out here loving his his Michigan Wolverines, man. Yeah. Um. No, Corum. He kind of reminds me of like Kyron Williams a little bit. I don't want to say like play style or anything like that, but 
Kyron Williams came out. He tested, was dog shit at, at the NFL combine. We were dogging that guy big time. Huge, um, huge. And at, he just fell down like third, fourth round in like every rookie draft. And if you got him there and you held on to him, kudos to you because you held on to an absolute stud who's in my top seven running backs now in Dynasty. 2208, Eric. 2208 in startups this year. ADP sleeper. How crazy right. is that, man? Right. 22nd and, fucking round of a startup, dude. And I think Corum is going to be a guy who doesn't test very well. Um, he's not going to be some 4-4, four, 4-3 four, four, speed guy or anything like that. But I think Blake Corum is just a good running back. He is a fucking hammer on the goal line for sure, uh, obviously with all of his touchdowns. Um, really good north-south runner. I think Corum is going to be a very useful piece for somebody um as a good running back. I don't I don't want to say he's going to be Kyron Williams, but I right. wouldn't be shocked if he comes out, he performs, you know, okay at his at the combine and all that and everyone's kind of dogging him. I will happily scoop up all the Blake Corum I can in the third and fourth rounds if he falls that far. Um because I think he's going to be a really good pro. Yeah, and I mean, you just look at kind of this season, right? You had Aaron Jones banged up, missed some time. He's getting right. old. He's only a year older. If, you, if they, assuming they move on from AJ Dillon, they make a pick like this with Blake Quorum. Yeah. I see a scenario where it's a one A one B thing. Maybe Blake Quorum takes a little bit of time to get his, you know, his feet under him as far as workload. But the opportunity it could be immense with uh, Aaron Jones potentially missing some time and working, you know, mm-hmm. getting getting some injuries, and uh, then moving into next year, I think Blake Quorum could be an absolute stud. So. Right. Um, that, that's kind of the way I want to value the running back position is I want to know that you have an opportunity this year. If you don't, I'm probably not going to care. Right. So I think there is an opportunity mm-hmm. this year. And I think moving forward, there's a potential for him to really mean a lot. So I see you right. take Lad McConkey now, right? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Lad McConkey here. Uh, the last of the second <clears throat> round picks to go. Obviously, it's Dallas Cowboys. It's not a shit offense. It's a very good offense. Uh, paired up with Dak Prescott, who had a tremendous season. So I'm going to go ahead, and the fall for McConkey is going to stop here. I'm going to take him with the Dallas Cowboys at the 210. 211, who you got? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, interesting. And I'm kind of assuming at this point we're doing this as a lineup league. Um, with that being said, if I have that mentality, uh <clears throat> I'm not going to say they're all roster clockers, right? But I don't, I don't really feel like at this point um, I have a good enough feel on who could be the, right. the, the, the 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 wide receiver value in this range. I'm looking at the tight ends, you know, and I, I do like Jaheim Bell, but going this late to Houston feels like a reach here. I'm gonna go ahead and take Trey Benson going to the Cardinals. Um, you know, basically that that running back uh, situation you saw like. The Mercado has mattered. You've, you've seen guys have weeks. And listen, James Conner has been great, but we've mm-hmm. seen him be hurt for a while at, at times in the past, maybe not more recently. This is also a guy that's getting really old. Right. No, I, I like the pick for sure. Um, should be set up to have, you know, a decent, he's going to be behind James Conner, but he's going to spell Conner here and there. Um, and eventually, hopefully, take that spot over. So I, I like that pick with Trey Benson. Yeah. S- similar, I think, with. Uh, a lot of the same stuff I was talking about with Blake Quorum. I prefer Blake Quorum, the prospect, I think, to Trey Benson. But both of them, you know, they have one guy in front of them that's got a lot of miles on him. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm like you too. I don't know enough about the rest of the prospects yet. Like I know about some of them, but some of them I don't know about yet either. Um, so I'll just kind of walk through some of them that I'm thinking about. I really think I'm leaning towards one, so I'll mention him last. Jalen McMillan to wash um, from Washington going to Houston could be interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a pair up there with CJ Stroud. That's a very interesting one to me. I don't know enough about Jalen Wright, the running back to Tennessee, but a running back going to Baltimore, you definitely have me interested. Uh, Dobbins is a free agent. Definitely. Um, I don't remember if Gus is. I think Gus signed a multi-year deal, but even though he could still beat out Gus. Um, Bucky Irving, I know, is a solid prospect going to the Chargers. They're going to need a running back. Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer Rattler to the Raiders, that's an interesting one. Uh, don't really love it, but just would be interesting. Sure. Um, Will Shipley to um, San Francisco to basically mirror Christian McCaffrey. I was kind of I was kind of looking at that one like day three running back. I'm not going to draft it ahead of mm-hmm. like Trey Benson or Blake Corum, but I'm like, man, interesting. Just interesting because yeah, also that offense in general. We think before McCaffrey, if you if you end up penciling the guy, it's a it's an offense that you want to have a running back in, right? Yeah, I mean Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason have had their their share of you know being productive at times too. So I get it. Yeah, definitely. Um, the one I think I'm going to lean towards though. At pick 85, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Jalen Polk, the wide receiver from two? Washington. What do we my pick, too? Um, and that's just because the Steelers know how to fucking draft wide receivers, man. <clears throat> yeah, um, it seems you. like whoever they pick turns out to be good. You get George Pickens, uh, Deontay Johnson, and Jalen Polk as your starting three receivers. Obviously, M- Fryermuth. They got the running backs with Najee and, and Warren. All they need is that damn quarterback now. Um I would say if Caleb Williams goes to the Bears at one, like Pittsburgh is a legit spot for Justin Fields to go to. Yeah. Um, I think that could happen. I think Atlanta is another spot where Justin Fields could go possibly. Um, I don't think they would trade him to Minnesota just because it's in division. Um, you know, uh, Vegas, that's another one that I've heard, too, for Justin Fields. So I could see one of those three spots, Vegas, Atlanta, or um, Pittsburgh, going there for Justin Fields if Justin Fields becomes available. Yeah. Um, so if that were to happen, if they got Justin Fields here um, and Polk was in there, I think that's good. I'd not like – I think Kenny Pickett is definitely taking a step back, but if they have to start Pickett again, they get a new offensive coordinator in there who knows what the hell they're doing, mm-hmm. um, and you give them these three offensive receivers plus Fryermuth, the two running backs, like they should be able to do something there. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to select Jalen Polk there from Washington. Yeah, I, I don't love the prospect. I, I, I'm like I'm like lukewarm on him. I, I, I like him mm-hmm. enough, but if, if Pittsburgh takes him in the first – in round two or round three – Typically, that tells you um, mm-hmm. good things about what they see in that prospect, and that's been a, a friendly spot for a lot of receivers coming out. Any of the other um, guys who didn't get picked here that you really like? Um, to be honest with you, if you told me my pick was next, I'm taking Jalen Wright going to Baltimore. Yeah, that I was think, my two picks as well. Yeah, I think I think that at this spot, like, yeah, Jalen McMillan might be in the mix um, just because – like if you tell me in this range I'm I'm drafting a guy in round three, I want to know a little bit about the prospect. I want to have some of that, but I just look and see like Noah Brown's performances with C.J. Stroud. You give me a guy that's attached to C.J. Stroud that I also happen to know a little bit about the the, the profile. 
I think that that would be my following pick. So Jalen Wright would have been my, you know, 301 and 302, I think would be Jalen McMillan for me right now. And the two quarterbacks that we didn't take, uh, Michael Pratt from Tulane going to the Giants and Spencer Rattler from South Carolina going to Vegas. What do you think about those two spots for those guys? So the spots are not bad um, because I think that especially like Vegas, I'm, I know I know you're an Aiden O'Connell guy, but I just don't know that he's the – Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, guy, I, right? I still think – um, he's got a lot to improve on, but he has a lot of good qualities too. But sure. like, it's not going to shock me if they they're bringing in competition or somebody to take his job. Like, right? It, that's I, I'm realistic on it. I'm not fucking no. blinded. <laughs> no, but, but the only reason I'm saying that is that um, with like Spencer Rattler, I, I'd be interested to see really if he does go this high. But the landing spot of the Raiders is solid because there's not really someone. There's no incumbent that makes you like mm-hmm. terrified, right? Um, you look at uh, you know. Michael Pratt going to New York. I think that they're still going to be tied to Daniel Jones. I think there was an injury situation combined with just a horrible year for them. Um, oh, and the money situation. Right. Well, you can't, you're going to have a hard time getting out of that contract. No right. one's taking that money on. So um, I'd like it better for the Raiders, but I, I would say overall for me, um, unless somebody out there that is really good at uh, prospect evaluation and has some hit rates with quarterbacks, tells me it makes sense in day three i'm kind of just not going to i'm not going to mess with day three quarterbacks anywhere near like the third round maybe starting in the fourth round or closer to free but i'm not going to do it in round three i don't think okay perfect personally for me all right well that is it for uh two mock drafts here uh shout out to dame brugler shane hallam for allowing us to do this i'm going to probably do these Maybe once a month, we'll look through some mock drafts here, do the landing spots, just kind of get us in the groove for selecting these players and where mm. they're selected, like whatever their landing spots are at. So I love that. Um, I was going to ask you real quick, um, just looking at this last one, like mm-hmm. when you see that and you see the landing spots, like any, any values or specific spots that you're surprised, like, man, this is this is a pretty valuable pick or player in this part of the draft, second round, late first, whatever. Um. I mean, I think Penix, where he went um, to the Vikings there, I think that's an interesting one. You pair him up with Justin Jefferson, Addison, Hawkinson, all those guys. Yeah. Um, and if you're the champion of the league and you're picking 112 and Michael Penix Jr. is sitting there for you and you get him paired up with Justin Jefferson and those guys, yeah, I think that's a tremendous value um, in our super flex drafts. Like, I could easily see if I need a quarterback at 9, 10, 11 – taking Penix Jr. over Franklin Worthy or Coleman too. Even though those guys ended up in good spots, I think um, getting that super flex quarterback, especially if they don't sign anybody and it's just, you know, uh, Josh Dobbs and Mullins and Penix Jr. there again or something like that. I could see Penix winning that job. Yeah, Penix definitely is. um, It's right there on the cusp where it's like it's 42. So it's a pretty high second round pick. Like, I don't typically love taking second-round picks, but it's high enough in that second round where it's like, damn, this is really intriguing. Mm-hmm. You have a situation where there are weapons, and you could see, like, fantasy, really, really good fantasy production coming from that situation. Yeah, it's, I think Jalen Hurts was pick 50 or somewhere around there. Yep. So it's kind of like the same thing with, with when the Eagles took Jalen Hurts, man. Like, yep. if Penix hits, he's going to hit, and especially with – Jefferson and Haddison, I keep bringing those guys up, man. You throw to those guys. For sure. I want the quarterback throwing to those guys for sure. And no doubt. Uh, Penix has the accuracy. Like, he is just fucking pinpoint throwing darts, um, especially with those guys, man. That's nice. I like that. 
No doubt, man. No doubt. How about yeah. you? Anyone stood out for you? Yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely in, in the conversation there. Um, I, I think personally, for me, it's like the combination of which one would be more meaningful or which one has the higher upside between obviously Penix, if he really hits, he's going to be lo- uh, much longer staying power, you would think. Mm-hmm. But it, between that and Braylon Allen going to Cincinnati, like you saw how, how good Joe Mixon was at times. If you get a young guy that has that home run hitting ability plus um, touchdown upside, I think I think that part of the first, like late first, early second round with those two landing spots would be crazy with Penix and Braylon Allen there. I think if that were to happen and Braylon Allen went to the Bengals in round two, that means Joe Mixon got cut and they don't have he, Joe Mixon anymore. It, so it would, be Chase, right. it would be Chase. It would be Chase Brown and Braylon Allen splitting the work. And you think about what like Joe and the reason I bring up Joe Mixon last year was remember Mixon, they weren't sure what they were gonna do. He took a pay cut, they they end up keeping him. I think they'd obviously be signaling moving on from him, um, his age and off the field stuff going into this year, big time. Right. I like For it, sure. man. I like it. I like it yeah. a lot. I uh yeah, I I really like both of those landing spots for sure for those guys. Um Jatavian Sanders to Washington, like I said, that's a really intriguing one for me too. Uh, pairing him up with a rookie quarterback and a rookie tight end, and the way that tight ends have been playing nowadays, I think that's an interesting one. Especially, um, it sounds like Ben Johnson is the guy that that Washington wants. Yeah. So you see what what Jatavian Sanders just did with Laporta. Um, yeah. He could do the same with Javen Sanders. So Javen Sanders is a guy that I've been pretty high on for a while. I have him. I had him in C two C leagues and all that, and I'm excited for uh, for him. If he gets like round two draft capital and it, almost regardless of situation, but in a situation where there is a decent quarterback or a young, um, you know, young rookie, um, it's exciting, man. It'd be really exciting to see what he can do. He's very electric. Yeah. So and then another thing that's doing this exercise too. Um, I would be pretty happy with all 24 of these guys, like towards the end here, like 22, 23, 24, it got a little, um, I don't want to say difficult, but you know, not as just, much of a layup. Yeah. yeah not as you. much of a layup. Um, but that means, Hey man, our, our first 12 picks in our rookie draft, our <laughs> first 24 picks in our rookie drafts, there's some damn good players in this draft, um, offensively. Yeah. So, Big time. um, yeah, so I, I'm excited for this draft. And like I said, there's still some guys that we didn't even mention that are going to fall to round three in this draft. Um, yeah, there's some really good players in this draft. So, uh, definitely, uh, if you got picks, keep getting those picks. Um, don't be afraid to move up and in, into certain tiers, you can kind of start, you know, getting a little bit of a tier. Like I think there's a, I think the top six, seven is pretty locked in for me. I would say Marvin Harrison, Jr. Caleb, Jaden Daniels, Drake may, uh, neighbors Odunze, Brock Bowers, I think is a pretty easy top seven. I think that's going to go in any order. That's going to probably be your top seven, mostly in every league outside of, you know, maybe McCarthy goes to top 10 or something like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- this draft that we saw here, this Shane do if this like if this played out to be the way that the NFL draft went, there's I mean, we're going to be ecstatic having all these twenty four picks. Yeah, man. the the first round is all all really good. Yeah, the first round's gravy, man. The the second round, like the early part of the second round, especially, yeah, mm-hmm. you feel like you're getting first round value for sure. Yeah, I, w- I would say the top sixteen on this, I would be very comfortable with. Yep, definitely. Yeah, and even so. like you said, the sec- the back half of the second round, 
not as easy, but still, like, man, you don't feel pretty bad. You don't feel terrible about a lot of the, the landing right. spots and the players there. So, right, for sure. All right, we uh, ready to do America's favorite game, and we'll get on out of here. Always ready to do America's favorite game. What do we got? All right, so I started watching uh, one of my shows that started last night. I think I did this one before with Scott, so I'm going to do this one with you. What is, like, your favorite show that was on HBO? If you've ever watched shows on HBO. So you got your Sopranos, you got your Game of Thrones, uh, True Detective, which which is what I just started watching last night. Um <laughs> That was really, really good for a first episode. Yeah. Um, you got The Wire everybody likes. You got uh, Entourage, which I fucking love, too. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of uh, possibilities for HBO shows. So what's what's been your favorite HBO show? Yeah, I mean, th- this one for me comes down pretty, like, there, there's there's a, you could, I can make a long list of shows I like on, on HBO. Um, to me, it comes down to Game of Thrones and Sopranos, very different, but both, mm. like, ones i was extremely into same (laughs) same yeah (laughs) but very into but different type shows and man i think i'm gonna go with sopranos um longer staying power that that show's so freaking unbelievable man the sopranos was awesome i i love the game of thrones if you told me the game of thrones final season wasn't as poorly done as it probably was i would i'd maybe give the edge of game of thrones because i was very Mm -hmm. into that at the time but i think i'm gonna go with sopranos uh one and then give uh give game of thrones the, the second one i haven't seen some of the other ones like i have not seen succession i've heard great things about like yeah succession. i haven't i haven't watched succession but a lot of people rave about that one mm-hmm. uh, the other one that came out last year the last of us when they started doing that that was oh, pretty yeah. good mm-hmm. um yeah so there, there's definitely some more i could do like probably a top five i think i'm with you on sopranos Number two, Game of Thrones, but they're like 1A, 1B. Like, I could ask me either time of the day. It could be different. Yeah. Um, I really loved Entourage. Entourage was fucking amazing. If you've never seen Entourage. Entourage was great. Fucking Ari Gold is... Amazing. We need him back in our life. Yeah. I really liked uh, The Last of Us. I thought that was really good, so I'd probably put that at four. And then five... Oh, shit, I forgot about fucking... um, Larry David too. Uh Kirby Enthusiasm. Yep, Kirby Final, Enthusiasm. Yeah. Final season's coming out of that too. That's another show that's <laughs> yeah. God. One from back in the day that I'm gonna give some love to. Um it is on HBO Max. I wanna go back and watch it, but um Arliss. You ever watch Arliss back I, in the day? I, I didn't know. Arliss. That was he was like a sports agent. Okay. Um so they always had all these fame you know, famous sports athletes on the show, but this is like 95 96 when this thing came out so it was like ahead of its time kind of thing okay uh, that's a good one a ballers was on there too with the rock ballers, i was gonna say you got you gotta at least mention ballers yep, right i remember ballers was on there Obviously, i have not seen um or i don't know if you've seen eric the wire i haven't seen the wire were you into the wire um i watched a little bit of the wire um it was around that time i was watching um i don't think i ever watched like the full thing but the episodes I did watch were really good. That's another one I'd like to go back and watch. Okay. Um, I used to watch Oz. I, I didn't ever watch Oz. Oz, I heard Oz it was, was pretty, super. I heard it was pretty good. That's what. That's way back in the day, right? Like early two thousands, right? Oh, uh, that might be in the late nineties. Late nineties. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Oz was super fucked up. Like. Yeah. Rape and cutting people's dicks off and goodness. Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. It was just crazy 
most perverted shit you can think of. And here I am as like a middle schooler watching this shit, like on the TV. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was another great show uh, for fifth though. Oh man. Where am I going to go for the fifth one? Uh, man, that one's tough. Rivety. Yeah, it really is. I'll probably go with, um, I really like true detective. Like, I mean, have you watched those at all? I did. Yeah. True Detective okay. was good. Yep. The first one, first season with McConaughey and Woody Harrelson was fucking phenomenal. Yes, it was, man. One of the best um, seasons of television I've ever watched in my life. Absolutely. Really, really the good. The second one with Vince Vaughn and a couple others, absolute dog shit. Yeah, it fell it off was pretty terrible. Hard. Yeah, it fell the off. The third season was, was pretty decent. Like, it wasn't the first one, but it was decent. Um, I forget the actor's name that was in it. Uh, one of the detectives, the black guy. I forget his name. Um, but he's been in a bunch of good stuff, too. This fourth season uh, that just started on Sunday. I haven't st- I haven't started it. Okay. The first episode just dropped um, on Sunday, and I watched it last night. It looks like almost not not as good as like the first, first season? season like first yeah, closer to the first season anything else? oh yeah oh really? yeah absolutely there's a lot of mm. intrigue and mystery and stuff so if you have not uh started true detective season four yet i definitely recommend that it it's looking like it's gonna be uh pretty damn good okay one i didn't hear you mention are you were you in uh like eastbound and down were you eastbound and down? oh yeah 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 that's another one there's right. so many of them you just forget about them all right i just wanted to make sure like, oh you know, yeah kenny sure powers had... is great yeah. man yeah kenny powers. he's got one of my favorite lines in the f- i think it's one of the first two episodes he gets hired as the, the gym teacher and he goes on the pa system and he announces it to the whole pa system he's swearing on the pa system and everything and uh he walks out and he gives a high five to the janitor as he's walking out. And the janitor goes, where the fuck is he going? It's only first period. <laughs> <laughs> Love that one. Yeah, man. Yeah, HBO's had some some gems, man. Um, yeah, like, definitely. I'm sure we could, I'm sure you're Googling them, right? I, I just I just started. I had forgotten about Eastbound and Down, to tell you the truth. I was, yeah, I was trying to go off memory, a- and I'm like, we're going to get out of here. Let me make sure I didn't miss one. I would have been remiss if I didn't talk about Eastbound and Down now. Yeah, um, Boardwalk Empire. I, I didn't get into that one. I never saw that either. Um, I it wasn't really my thing. Uh, Band one of I, Brothers was awesome. Band of Brothers was good. I, one I never got into yet or haven't seen that I'm seeing pretty high on this one list I'm looking at here is Deadwood. Yeah, Deadwood. I was just going to mention that one. That's another one people liked. I didn't get into that one. Uh, a lot of people like Barry I've heard about too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Chernobyl when they did the little... Uh, six part series on that was pretty solid Westworld, a lot of people like yeah too. Westworld for sure um yeah there's just so many like God. i also never got into true blood yeah that's not my th- i'm not into uh not into like vampire stuff not my thing I, 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 righteous depends. gemstones a lot of people like that's the newer one right what was it called righteous, righteous gemstones with uh danny mcbride and Oh really? Oh yeah, a couple other guys. See, I'm I'm out here. I don't. I didn't even know about that one. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm just looking through. Uh, some <laughs> yeah, of these I, as I as I'm like looking and thinking and making sure I'm I'm crossing, you know, all my T's dotting all my eyes. I'm definitely feel comfortable with Sopranos at one. Um, don't don't yeah, think same it's, here. Like there's there's a great long list from HBO, but I 
I'm definitely putting Sopranos at one. Uh, I feel very good about Game of Thrones at two as well. Man, t- three, four, and five, like you just did, I could make. I know I could I'll, probably put eight, eight total in that top five list. I'll, me. I'll mention this one too. I haven't watched it, but your boy Mike loves it. It's the Winning Time, the Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Yeah, I need to see that still, man. Um, I've heard it's great, and it's it's the one you got to see. Yeah, um, I seen. I, I shouldn't say that. I, I have not seen all of it, so I want. I want to go back and watch all of it. Okay. Yeah, I'm still looking through some of the ones here, man. That are uh, that are coming up on on this list here. Ballers, we did mention. Ballers, ballers would make my top five. I, did you I really watch Vice ballers. Principals with Danny McBride and uh, uh, what was the other guy's name? Dan, uh, Walton Goggins. Yes, that was funny. That was a good yeah, it one. was. Good. It was really good. Um. Yeah, there's there's just there's honestly just so many, man. Yeah, I'd so put ball. Many. I would definitely put ballers in my top five. I, I was I was a fan of ballers though. Yeah, so. ballers was great, man. But that yeah. that also I'd also put Entourage in my top five. So I'm already right yeah. there at four of the five. So right. yeah, it's um, it it's tough to start like singling them out. Yeah, and ballers had another one of the greatest one liners of all time. If it if it flies, dries, floats, or fucks, <laughs> you you lease it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, love man. that one. Love it, love it, man. Yeah. Good ones. HBO, man. Uh, we just HBO shot us out. You know, come be a part of America's game. HBO. We just went through the whole the whole list of everything. Yeah, shit. Put us on HBO Max and stream us every Wednesday. We did good with that. Imagine America's game. You know, this new addition to HBO. <sighs> be rolling, rolling in the dough, rolling. In the dough. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for this week, guys. Um, at Eric Vanek NFL. Follow me there at America's Game Pod on Twitter as well, at South Harmon FF on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, come join the Patreon as well. So every Monday, we're doing uh, mock drafts right now. We're all getting into a live YouTube and we're doing um, mock drafts for the first round. Everybody's participating, everybody gets a team, and you go ahead and pick. Um, the player for that team. And we go through and just do mock drafts every single Monday. We'll talk about the players. Um, you can come join us. I think it's only certain tiers. Do you remember what tiers it is, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, right, uh, no, you're good. It's the, the $5 tier. The, mm-hmm. so we have the supporter tier and then the first shithead tier for five bucks. You get in the first $5 tier. Okay. Um, you'll have access to that. That draft that I think is, as it continues to go, is going to be freaking awesome, man. So you basically yeah. get to pick like, your team or your teams that you're being the GM for. And then we go through yep. the, fir- the whole first ro- the whole first round on the clock. You get to decide, you know, whatever team you want, yeah. whatever team you want to be, who you taking on the board, um, doing our own like first round of the NFL draft is pretty cool. Watching the first one. Uh, once I get some, some things settled in with content and how much I'm doing um, on my next venture, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to being a part of those episodes, man. But right now I try not to overdo it too much. Right, yeah. So if you guys want to sign up um, for one of those tiers, you can come and join us, or just come watch us in the YouTube um, yeah. and just come join us. It's a lot of fun. You can comment. Um, you know, we're always interactive on that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's come join us. It was, it was a lot of fun on Monday. We're yeah. gonna do it um, every Monday at nine p.m. Eastern time. <clears throat> yep. And speaking of Eric and I, we're talking about our ranks. So for that five dollar tier, you can be a part of that draft. Um, access to a lot of different channels in the discord. You get access to Mike, myself and Eric's ranks. Um, my rankings are going to be, you know, I'm going to be updating basically every week at this point. I'm, I'm going to happen to go Eric Vanek on it. I'm deepening out my rankings, ranking 300 
plus players without even touching on the 24 rookies yet. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun offseason. Yeah, I I'm going to I'm going to bring it up real quick before we end it here. I'm going to go to my rankings. All right. This is how deep I went so you guys can see how much of a degenerate I am. So on quarterbacks, I went to 80 quarterbacks are ranked. Yep. Running backs 110, wide receivers 115, and uh <laughs> tight ends I went to 51 tight ends cuz I added uh Davis Allen yesterday. Yeah, you're out here deep, man. I'm at so the only place I got you is at tight end. I got 52 tight ends on here, but then everywhere else you got me. I only went 74 quarterbacks. I need to figure out who the hell I'm missing on some of these. But yeah, I got 74 QBs, 112 running backs, 112 receivers. Eric's still beating me in all the rankings. Uh, he's he finds a way to well, go. Well, they're deep. all in there now, uh, because I myself and Koopa added. Yeah, you had you had Koopa add all the players in. So I'm like, well, well go he ahead showed and rank me them. how to do it, so I started doing it. So I got all these names in here now. I, I updated the team logos for oh, okay. you know, anybody who moved during the season, like you know, Leonard Fournette still had like Tampa Bay or something like that. Love um it. so I updated all the logos for all all those. So it's it's nice and clean now. Yeah, yeah. We got the consensus too. So you can get yep, consensus, yeah, for consensus us, between Mike and Adam. Mike, Mike, myself, and Eric. So come check it out, man. Patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. Uh, Eric, as always, man, I appreciate you having me on. This was a blast. America's game doing HBO on the way out. You got to love it. Hell yeah, man. So I appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys follow us and check us out everywhere, like I mentioned. And we'll see you next week for episode 26. See ya.